Listener Production. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. This week I talked to Mr. Tom Gleisner. Why do I say Mr.? Because he is the host of Have You Been Paying Attention Australia. Now that immediately, I think, puts him a step above the rest of us. He is funny. He is generous. He has started and promoted some of the biggest comedy things in Australia. We both love fishing. We both love golf. We both love comedy. What's not to love about this podcast? Tune in, listen, love it. Tell your friends about it. Shh, that's quite enough. Oh, just, just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. It shush, please. Uh-huh. Yes, I can hear. Down, but please. I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. There's so many things that you had, either a writing part in your finger in the pie or you've written a book about it. You know, you're across everything, entertainment-wise, comedy-wise, and, and you're also doing cheap seats. Everything you touch just turns up golden. Well, it's that's very kind of you. We do have bad ideas, let me assure you, and by we I'm referring to my, my colleagues. We have a production company called Working Dog yeah. and um, really the last 30 years of my life has been spent sitting around in rooms with mainly Rob Sitch and Santo Chilaro and myself coming up with ideas yeah. and some of them are not good. Uh, but I think the nice thing about working in a group is that there's usually someone there who's able to stop the bad idea from yeah. progressing beyond the room and that's, uh, that's probably been the key. Because you guys all... Studied law together. Santo Chalara and myself were studying law. Um, Rob Sitch was actually studying medicine. And and did you actually work as lawyers and or a doctor? Let me re- get this right. I think R- Rob did his internship, which is kind of like your apprenticeship year. As so, yeah. he actually did work as a doctor for uh, for over a year. Santo and I were spared that. Our fathers were both solicitors, so we were both kind of heading for the the family firm. But it was in our later years at uni where we'd started writing and performing comedy in the various reviews around campus that we we just got um, distracted and waylaid. And so, no, Santo and I never. Never donned a suit and uh, and stood uh, in any sort of formal legal office. If I say to you, my brother knits in coffee shops, mm. you already have a picture of my brother yes. in your head. And now, when I say Tom likes fly fishing and golf, it's a very specific guy that likes those things and that likes silence. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, because if you say, what do they have in common? Yeah, you're right, they, they're outdoors. And, yeah, you can actually, there are activities you can do on your own. I mean, I do like going out on the course late in the afternoon. No one seems to be out there. It's just me and the, the ducks. And um, I actually made a decision when I started doing this. I thought, you know, you'd think, oh, look, I'll chuck the headphones in and I, you know, I can listen to a podcast or whatever as I'm playing. I thought, you know what? No, I'm going to just for an hour and a half, I'm, I'm sorry to use the phrase initially, but be in the moment. Yeah. And um, that's what I do and I really, really do enjoy it. The fly fishing I do exclusively with Rob Sitch, we took it up oh, probably 20 plus years ago. Um, and as with a lot of things, we, we took it up, enjoyed it and said, let's do a TV series and convinced the ABC in Australia to fund a, um, a travel series where Rob and I um, went all over the world Fly fishing. Yeah, like proper getting helicoptered in and then hiking your way out, mm-hmm. fly fishing. And you've done that in New Zealand. If we can manage it once a year is to go to the South Island of New Zealand and, and go fly fishing. And then the treat on top of the treat, and we, we only do it once while we're there, is to get a helicopter. And it's usually piloted by a local New Zealand guy who's also a farmer, so he tends to be wearing gumboots. And he goes, how are you, how are you blokes going? Go hop in the back. They're so relaxed and casual. 
And a few minutes later, you, Rob and I find ourselves, we're standing in this valley, silent, and you just, you fish for the day uh, in waters that probably haven't seen a human footprint, you know, in months. Yeah. And then sure enough, about five o'clock, the uh, Kevin in the gumboots arrives, finds you and, you, and you, you're back having a, a beer and a, a steak at seven o'clock that night. It, it's the most magical experience. It's amazing. Oh, so Specs and Specs is back. Do you think we can get, thank God you're here back? Is it coming back? We've we've always kept that on the, the back burner. We, we've have a bit of a tradition over the years um, with the shows we've done. We never want to outstay our welcome. Yeah. And uh, we loved making Thank God You're Here. We, I think we stopped it at the time because we felt we'd exhausted the talent pool. It's a rare breed, we think, who can step yeah. through the door and, and make it work. Um, so that was the reason. But we've always said to ourselves we'd love to do another series and... Um, in the whatever it is, six, seven, eight, ten years since we last did it, I, I, I forget time these days, uh, there's so many amazing new people yeah. who would be just so much fun to shove into a Viking costume. Would you do it, Ursula? I'd be available 100%. I'd be glad. Done. All right. I reckon it's a, it's a lock. I'll, I'll speak to my people. But if you're willing to step through the door, I reckon we've got a series. Mate, I'm, I'm in that door. I'll be there as much as, you, as, much as you'd have me. If you sit in a room and the stuff that make you laugh the most is the little throwaway jabs or the little, the interaction between people, like say you and Sam, mm. like that that almost is a show by itself, you know? Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And you're right. The, 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 you just know that, that what you just heard was in the moment. It yeah. couldn't have been pre-prepared because it was a reference to something that was just said a minute ago and... Um, Audiences really, really, really respond to that, and yeah. that's why. And sometimes the the scripted stuff, you go, it just just doesn't take off in the, no. in the same way. Thank God you're here was interesting because we we were always asked, um, do the contestants know know the scenario? Do they do they get a bit of a, a heads up? And we used to say, you know what, if we thought it would make for a better show, we'd tell them. That, yeah. You know, we're not playing for sheep stations here. It's it's just an entertainment show. But we realised very early on that the less they knew, and in fact they know nothing, yeah. the more genuine fun it was because a, a pre-prepared stuff, you'd smell it. It's it's yeah. something it's something about the authenticity of it's in the moment and that slight sort of look of fear in the eyes as even in Thank God when they... When the contestants stepped through the door, we we used, we talked about where what should the camera be on? Should it be on their their point of view or the set? And we realised we we the audience wanted to see them. We wanted yeah. to see their eyes clocking the fact that oh my god, I've just stepped into a medieval monastery. What the fuck? Yeah, that was the moment. Yeah. Now here's the thing, and and you know I don't know how sensitive you're going to be about this, but you're turning sixty. Are you excited about it? I don't think the milestone birthdays have kind of meant all that much to me yeah. uh, over the journey. 40 used to be the, the one that we, you know, you were supposed yeah. to kind of accept Dread. that life was somehow half over. Um, I'm not overly fixated on it, uh, to be honest. I have no intention of uh, parties. I, I don't understand people, I mean, I admire people who can throw parties for themselves yeah. and love it. I just would want to die. I hate. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Oddly enough, you might, I was about to say, I hate being the centre of attention. And you go, well, you host a quiz show. And I go, that, that's kind of a different attention. Yeah. It, uh, I just, the whole night, I'm just scanning the room, convinced that no one's having a good time and that these people don't know these. I just, it, no, just kill me. So there'll be no, just if you don't get an invite to the party, don't feel offended, there's no party. <laughs> no, I, I reckon this is what I want to do for my next sort of milestone birthday. I want to do like a golf day. Yeah. You know, but sort of have it as a fundraiser, you know, sort of have that. People pay a certain amount of money. It all goes to charity. We just have a nice golf day. At the end, have a beer and then everyone goes home. Maybe you have a samosa on a sausage roll and then you go home. I, I, like, I like, especially the everyone goes home bit. Yeah. I love that plan. The, the other version, a friend of mine turned 50 a while back and she did like a month of celebrations, which I know sounds excessive, but, yeah. but she would have dinner with, say, four people and then they'd have a few people over to their house. So... Because, again, that's the other thing you get. You invite 100 people to your house. And for the record, I don't have 100 friends. Yeah. But you invite a bunch of people to your house, you end up not talking to any of them because you're just yeah. running around, you know, uh, feeling that you should be talking to people that you end up not talking to them. Yeah. And at some point someone's going to expect you to do a speech and that is the oh. worst thing you can possibly. I'm like, no, oh. this I don't want to, I'm going to stuff up the speech. I, I don't want to mm. do it. It's awful. I'm the same. I'm like, no. I would rather take myself away on a holiday to Italy and just sit and drink sangria in the shade um, and then go for a swim in the afternoon and have a nap. That sounds blissful. It does indeed. And and you know what? It'll cost the same as having 100 people over to your house. Exactly. And it'll save your carpets. And you don't have to clean up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> So for those of you playing the home game, uh, there's a golf day. It's a fundraiser for, uh, is it a, like a school? A le- learning for Life, an all- yeah. autism centre that my wife uh, and I helped set up some years ago. Yeah, and it's amazing. And people come out and there's like it is packed to the rafters of, you know, everyone that's <laughs> a keen golfer and cashed up and, you know, everyone that you want at a f- golf fundraiser. We had a great day. And then at the end of the day I went for a shower and then I realised I didn't bring my deodorant which is not a problem because there's like 60 other ladies out there who also just had a shower. So I go out and I go, sorry, does anyone have deodorant? I I didn't bring any deodorant. And they all just looked at me and I went, you know, that spray, I just need a bit of spray. I'm probably going to help out with a bit of the hosting and, you know, don't want to, don't want to stank up the place, just a bit of deodorant. And they looked at me like they've never even been near a supermarket, let alone heard of this deodorant that I speak of. <laughs> and one woman, I could tell that there was panic, like it, it was tense. It was tense in that dressing room. And one woman looked at me and she said, I've got perfume. And she comes over and she gives me <laughs> Chanel number <No>. five. <laughs> and I go, I just want something to spray in my armpits. And she goes, yes, you can spray this in your armpits. So I did. And for the rest of the day, I was just (laughs) in there. And I said to Sam when I came out, Sam Pang is a regular on the show. He is Tom's uh, nemesis on the show. So I went out, I said, Sam, can you smell what I'm wearing? He goes, yeah, you smell great. I go, I've got Chanel number five in my armpits. I said, it's the whitest thing that's ever happened to me. These women didn't know what deodorant was. Well, you know, there's, there are certain class. My wife went to a Catholic uh, girls' school and the nuns there used to say that uh, horses sweat, men perspire, women glow. Well, I was glowing up that day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Tommy, let me ask you something. What is it about other people that shit you to absolute death that gets you so frustrated? There's a lack of self-awareness, and that probably becomes because I'm I'm hyper self-aware yeah. to the point that I'm always worried that I've offended someone or that I've you know I've done the said or the right thing. So when when people have the absolute opposite, they're totally oblivious yeah. to the fact that they've just made an asshole of themselves. Two real life ones. Yeah. Um, not that this has happened a lot, but waiting for your bags at a carousel at the airport yeah. where you get the people who stand right hard up against the carousel and there's clearly a line yeah. and says, you know, and it's just the obviousness of it. If we all stand back then when you see your bag, you can step forward and grab it. So that that just baffles me. But, again, I, I don't think they've necessarily been dickheads. I just don't think they're even, they just don't even no. have that awareness that, you know, this is stupid. But the ultimate, Ursula, this, this is... Mm. When when you're driving and there's not room for the two cars to pass, so one car has to kind of pull over to let the other, yeah. just that little nod of acknowledgement of thank you for letting me through. Yeah. And when you, when you do it and you get nothing back, it's uh, then it's too late. Of course, you can't do anything yeah. about it because they've driven past. But oh, no, you can. I, I'm... I'm I can't, or can you? Yeah, no, I've literally written stand-up about this where I go, I don't know what fucking animal raised you that I give you a gap in traffic and you don't put your hand up in the rear view or give me hazards or even a nod. Sometimes people give you a nod. Do that because if you don't, they make it unsafe on the roads because now I have to aggressively overtake you and go get my good deed back because fuck you. Fuck you and the people that raised you. If it takes a yeah. village, your village mm. failed you, motherfucker. I get so Please. angry in that moment. And it's just, I'm the same. as Or when you're standing at the carousel, you've just mentioned my two top pet peeves. Ooh, top sorry about that. pet peeves, right? Like you're standing at the carousel and you leave that gap. Like there's the line, so you've got your trolley and then you're, you're waiting for your bag behind the line, you know, because you follow rules. Because the the rules are there for a specific reason to make all of our lives easier, not so that you can put your big fat fucking head in front of me. Anyway, so then you're waiting and then you clearly left the gap because that's what the rule states and then someone will just wander and stand right in front of you and your trolley. And you're like, how do you not see there's someone here already? Now you're just standing there waiting and on occasion... Uh, and I don't know if you will have the same wave of hormones coursing through your um, <laughs> through your, body. your glowing body, but <laughs> when you're a woman of a certain age and you start glowing up, um, you know, you have the hot flushes every now and again and there's just hormones and it's just everywhere and then I will on occasion go, excuse me, are you fucking blind? And then when they, when they look, I go, step out of the way. I'm not looking for your big head. I'm looking for my suitcase. Get behind the line. Then immediately it's awkward because, you mm. know, I said something. Now, I never used to do this pre-menopause or pre-perimenopause, mm. but now I find myself in this menopausal state where I'm just hot and fucking irritable and not in the mood for your shit. So then that happens. Thank you. Well, thanks for the warning. Uh, you, you, you and I have a slight disadvantage that we can't say that and get away with it because yeah. we're recognisable in, in certain situations. Well, honestly, if I go to sports events and I do, especially if I'm out with the kids and you get people just go, 
bananas behind you mm. um, or, you know, like just act up. They sort of, I can see they recognise me and they know that my stand-up is a bit filthy and so they sort of get filthy in their commentary to say the cricketers or whatever because I love cricket. Yeah. I take the kids to cricket all the time mm. and it's a more laid back, you know, sort of we're on the grass and, you know, I want the kids to yeah. run around. I want them to have that experience. Sure. But then I get people who try and interact with me but the instead of just coming over and chatting to me, they come too close and then start yelling obscenities and, oh, look at this mm. dumb cunt or whatever. And I'm like, sorry, yeah. I've got a... F- five-year-old here and a nine-year-old and um, I'd prefer them not to talk like sailors, if you don't mind. And then, you know, that person would go, oh, look at you, now you're being all, you know, and then I realised, oh, it's not about them giving commentary or then, you know, they sort of, they wanted to interact with me, chose the wrong way and now they're embarrassed because I've asked them to pull it back. And now we mm. have a situation. We do. And one that they know your name, you don't know theirs. Yeah, yeah. But I will soon uh, find out what their alter ego is on Twitter because they'll be tagging me and some bullshit online. <laughs> it's on. Oh, speaking of online, I love your TikToks. I follow you on TikTok. Thank you. Um, if you don't, go look up Tommy Gleisner. Um, Tom Gleisner, you're on TikTok. Have you got a profile picture yet, Tom? Oh, that, now that's remiss of me. Help me out here. Is, are you, is it supposed to be you or like kind of some strange avatar of you? No, I, I use a picture of me, hmm. um, like one of my profile pictures. You should use one of you at the desk or something, you know, with your face so people know it's you. I shall update it uh, as soon as we finish. Yeah, because it's it's a lot of fun. It's all the behind the scenes and what you do in a day, and I think it's really fun. I I, I only stumbled onto TikTok um, like as a viewer. Yeah. To put this in perspective, I think I've posted twice, three times. But um, I, I'm loving it. It's my little fix at the end of a end of a day. And if you haven't done it, it, it for for a start, you can put in a few general interests. You can yeah. say I like fly fishing or whatever, and yeah. obviously they'll give you that. But after that, it just starts working out. From its algorithms, oh look, you only spent a couple of seconds watching that clip. You're clearly not interested. Oh, but you spent a bit of time looking at this. Yeah, it's kind of in a spooky way worked out who I am or, or what it yeah. what it thinks I'm interested in. It's amazing. I uh, and I'm going to tell you something that I only just recently re- discovered because I do the same. If you watch a video and you go, "Why am I getting this?" Just hold on to the video and it'll pop up and then there's a thing that says not interested and you can click not interested, then you won't get that again. So if there's anything that comes up that's a bit, say, all of a sudden you've got this right-wing thing and you go, why is this? Mm. Then you just click not yes. interested and you won't get that again. Wouldn't it be great if it, like a social situation, you could just reach out, someone's talking to you and you reach out <laughs> and just touch them gently on the nose. Not interested. I think that'll work <laughs> if you do that. If you just uh, go, Tom, touch my nose, guys. I go, oh, yeah, he's not interested. And then you mm, get people mm, who mm. don't understand what an algorithm is and they go, I don't understand what's wrong with TikTok. All I get is swingers and <laughs> boobs and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a you mm-hmm. problem, not a TikTok problem. I, I think you're right. It's, it's a bit like it's similar with the ads you get on Facebook. That yeah. They change more slowly but uh, there was a period there where all all I got was erectile dysfunction, yeah. as in ads not yeah. <laughs> suffering from. Um, and then just suddenly I noticed that they disappeared and it was Rolex watches. Yeah. And I went, what, at what point did the uh, denizens behind Facebook realise that uh, erectile function was no longer a big part of my life but he loves watches because yeah. I don't? Yeah. Uh, it was some strange, again, just some strange algorithm figured it out. Or maybe it's just like they've gone, oh, well, um, you know, we're sort of getting to 
the closer to six you get to go, he's going to need a nice watch. <laughs> You know, in case. Well, the only thing that'll get him aroused is a nice. Yeah, watch. yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe well, he's not having sex. He may as well count the times. You know, or whatever. Exactly. That's it. All right. And what about you personally? Shits you. What What do you wish you could change about you? Well, as I definitely the, the as I referenced before, the I'm a little too sensitive. I, I wish I could just you know uh, let comments wash over me and not but I'd ruminate on them and so and and on the online world is the worst for that yeah. as, as you would know actually you could read you know, a thousand people saying how much they love last night's show yeah. there's one person who thought who says something negative and that's the bit yeah. you kind of cling to so okay that is just stupid you've got to get some perspective so um maybe that's it my my uh my hypersensitivity annoys me. I wish I could be a little less caring. Yeah, I guess. Okay, although I'm at that point because I do the same. When I play golf, I don't listen to anything. I prefer to play alone and I prefer to be the first tee off in the morning. So I still oh, yeah. get that sort of that dewy grass and the birds and everything is still, you know. So oh. I, I like to go 7 o'clock in the morning, just absolute silence and then go, all those people who write shit online <laughs> <laughs> is currently either on their way to work or stuck in traffic and I'm doing this. Mm. And that makes me feel okay about my life. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. The supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, girls. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend.